What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Giandaletti. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And guys, I'm recording this on Thursday night, uh, so I think this is like the first time I've ever recorded multiple episodes on one day. Actually, no, that's a lie, because I when, when it was time to do draft analysis, um, which if you haven't gone and listened to my draft analysis, my scouting reports on players, definitely go check that out, uh, because there was a couple of people like um, Jalen Phillips was my edge number one, uh, Javon Holland was my safety number one. Um, yeah, so if you want to just, I guess hold me accountable and go look at my track record. Definitely go check out those episodes of the podcast. Um, But I think that was the last time I recorded multiple episodes at once. Uh, I think I just like kind of recorded about four or five in a row and then posted them every other day or something like that. uh, Because I, you know, I was kind of like in this rhythm, in this groove of talking about players. Um, but yeah, so giving you guys two episodes, or at least recording two episodes in one day, I'm going to try to release this one early tomorrow morning um, so that you guys can have something to listen to on your Friday. Uh, so happy Friday, I guess, to you listening to this right now. Um, but yeah, so for today's podcast, what I wanted to focus the conversation on um, is what I anticipate and expect and hope to see um, from this game on Saturday, tomorrow, uh, that we will be playing against the Atlanta Falcons. So obviously we have joint practice against them. Uh, We had two joint practices um, on Thursday and on Wednesday. Um, And while those are great, right, like the joint practices are like great and everything, these games is really when like it matters. Uh, And even though it's preseason, like the game, no matter what it is, like when you play a full 60 minute game, that's when you put the stuff you learned or failed in in practice. This is where you correct it and apply it. So, you know, that's why, like, with the offensive line, it kind of concerns me because we saw against the Chicago Bears the first day uh, of practice, they sucked. Second day, they bounced back. And then when it came game time, though, I mean, they were very, very ineffective. Um, And so, like, that's what kind of worries me about the offensive line heading into this game is, like, yeah, they they may have had a bounce back day, uh, which, by the way, I watched some footage of practice that um, was on Finside the NFL with reason. And if that's what a bounce back day looks like from the offensive line, I would have hated to see what it looked like on Wednesday. Because I tell you, I kid you not, go look at, go on his channel. You can see it. He has about 11 minutes of fan filmed footage. Uh, say that 10 times, fan filmed footage. <laughs> uh, but he has about like 11 minutes of footage from practice. And like half of the passes too was throwing, he had to throw off his back foot or he was having to like dance in the pocket. And I'm a dancer. I'm a performer. That's what I do for a living. And Tua was back there looking like, you know, I don't even know, Sammy Davis Jr. He was back there doing his best Sammy Davis Jr. impression, dancing around every play. So like if that was a bounce back performance, yikes, because the offensive line didn't look too, too good, but I mean, I'll, I'll take any improvement. So, 
yeah, so these uh the, these preseason games are it, it's going to be really interesting to see like kind of how these players play against each other after having some practices together. Um, but let's start off with what I expect uh, to see and I anticipate to see. Um, to start off, I'm anticipating and I'm expecting that this will be the dress rehearsal, uh, so to speak, for the team. Uh, what I mean by that is typically in a regular season, uh, they changed it this year, the format, but typically you get four preseason games. Um, the first one is, you know, maybe the starters play a drive or so, not not even. Uh, second game, starters will play about what you saw Tua play last week. They'll play about two, three drives. And then the third preseason game is where typically players get most of their reps as starters. Like you're going to play the first half, probably a little bit into the second half. Uh, because you want to work, you know, I talked about this last podcast episode, you want to work situational drills, you know, if you're down or you're up, you want to see how the defense or offense responds out of halftime. Um, so typically that's what you see from game three. And then game four is where you will see a lot of the backup players play. And while that game may not be important or uh, not, not not important, it is important, I'm going to say why, but while that game may not matter to us fans, like we don't really care about it, those games are honestly crucial uh, to building a good team, in my opinion, because those games are going to tell you who is, one, going to make the team, but also, you know, there, there's a saying, you're only as good as your weakest link. Like, if you look at championship caliber teams, usually they have quality depth. And so those games are going to be really important. At least I like to watch them because, you know, I want to see, God forbid, there are injuries, which it's the Miami Dolphins. And especially with, you know, positions like wide receiver, we get injuries. Okay. So I love watching those games, especially I'm excited to watch the receiver room. Uh, Those games are going to be huge to see like what kind of depth we have on this team. It's going to be huge for this team uh, moving forward. So getting back to this game, again, it's game two, um, but again, there's only three games. There's not four. So I would just anticipate like it would make sense for this to be the dress rehearsal just because, I mean, you you need to have one of those games where, again, you see most of your backup players play a majority of the snaps because, again, that's how you are going to fill out the rest of your roster. And so, you know. If if you're basically taking out game four, I would assume everything's just getting shifted up one week. So what would have happened week four is happening three, and what would have happened week three is going to happen week four or week two. So yeah, I anticipate this week to be the dress rehearsal for the offense, defense, and special teams. Um, and so let's look to what like I'm hoping to see uh, again because really the only thing I expect to see is I expect to see starters out there for at least one half of football um, I'm not sure like about starters like Ogba X um, Byron you know those type of guys that sat out the first week I I heard again Xavier Howard said that he would be playing on Saturday he anticipates he plays on Saturday but again for certain guys like him to where you know like they're good, like they're you don't have to worry about them. They might be on that one to two drive basis. They might not play a whole half. Uh, but certainly, I mean, as far as the offense is concerned, 
I think offensively and special teams, you will see our starters play the first half. Um, and so let's get into what I hope to see uh, from a team perspective. Number one, uh, let's start with special teams and get that out of the way. Jason Sanders apparently has been like perfect all of camp. Uh, I saw a report that he had four made field goals today, all from 50 plus yards. Uh, the dude is just outstanding. And apparently he's taking his kicking game as far as like kickoffs to the next level. Like he's doing different variety of kicks, not just, you know, booming them to the back of the end zone. So like I expect Jason Sanders to be Jason Sanders. Like when you need him, he'll be there. He'll he'll be good. Uh, Michael Pilardi, I, I want to see more of Michael Pilardi. And um, because all, all I hear from camp is good things. All I saw from preseason week one was good things. Again, he boomed a punt so hard that the guy kind of dropped it, fell into the back of the end zone, and he was lucky not to get a safety. So, you know, I'm excited to see what our special teams does. I think that special teams is one of the most underrated aspects of a winning football team. You look at normally teams, again, you look for qualities that are this, you know, common denominators. Most teams that are good, again, it, you have to have special teams uh, down pat. Like if you are constantly giving up big plays on special teams, or you don't have consistency in your field goal kicker, or you don't have consistency in punts, like that's that that can really change the aspect and, and um, uh, the momentum of a game. Right? We saw it. Uh, we've seen it a couple times, really, with uh, Matt Hawk and previous punters to where, like, yeah, you're at the 20-yard line, your own 20, and you think about it, and it's like, okay, hopefully they can get a 40 to 50-yard punt, but that would only bring them to about the 40 or 30, their 40 or 30, which is not far from midfield. So you need to have a punter that, A, can give you hang time so that your guys can get down there and B can consistently hit that distance and not shank them. Like we saw Matt Hawk do, you know, in his last couple of years or weeks as a Miami dolphin. So from special teams, I assume, and I expect to see consistency. Uh, I think the special teams is the best special teams unit in football, especially now that you have the added factor of Jalen Waddle every now and then you have a better punter, uh, yeah, I expect to see great stuff out of the special teams. Um, as far as defense is concerned, again, this is kind of hard because, you know, it depends. If Xavier Howard plays, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious because if Chicago, like Chicago to me doesn't have the greatest offense, but they're not like horrible. And until our third string defense was in there, they could do nothing. Again, I, I I constantly like marvel at the the stat that like their first com their first first down the Bears first first down that the Dolphins allowed was with 27 seconds left in the first half. That's absolutely crazy. Like three and outs consistently for a whole half, um, and they also had second string players in there a good amount of the time. Uh, they didn't have X. They didn't have Ogba. They didn't have Byron. Um, so, like, again, I'm really curious to see what happens this week. Like, if we see X and Byron out there, I mean, how much better does it really get? You know, shutting a team out uh, from first downs until 27 seconds left in half, it's like, how much better can you get than that? Um, I don't know how much we'll see Agba play, how much we'll see X play 
they said they are going to play. Uh, so we'll see if that's true. But again, I just expect the defense similar to special teams. It's the bread and butter of this team. I expect them to go out there, play sound, solid defense. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, turnover. I would love to see Javon Holland get a pick. He had another one today, or yes, I'm, I'm recording today, uh, but it's really yesterday for you guys listening. Uh, he had a, another interception in practice. Um and so, like, I would love to see an interception. I would love to see more sacks um, on the quarterback. Uh, Jalen Phillips, again, I would love to see Jalen Phillips play. Who knows how much he will. He didn't play against the Bears. Again, there's, like, little things like that. I'm not like, hey, they need to go out there and, you know, do God knows what. Like, just be consistent. You don't have to, you know, not allow them to convert a first down all half. Like, if they convert first downs or if they score points it's fine it's not the end of the world most of these defenses and offenses are very vanilla even in the dress rehearsal uh but like again i just want to see like the fundamentals like can you stop the run consistently can you apply pressure you know can we break up some passes and and the rest will take care of itself i'm curious to actually watch kyle pitts play uh because here's what's interesting is that the atlanta falcons have been posting so many, like, so much stuff about, like, the Atlanta Falcons receivers and tight ends dominating. But, again, I've talked with people who have actually been at the practice um, who have said, like, no, it hasn't been like that at all. Like, the plays you see of, you know, Byron Jones getting quote-unquote roasted against Calvin Ridley, like, that play, I was told, was actually a sack. Like, that that play was actually a sack, but they threw the ball. Again, it would have been a sack. They're trying to get the ball out in a certain amount of time. So that play technically was a sack. They allowed it to keep going so you can, you know, build that chemistry, let him do his whole entire route. But, yeah, I was told, like, the Dolphins defenders were pretty solid. Like, Eric Rowe was clamps on uh, Kyle Pitts all all day on Thursday. That's what I was told. Again, I was told from people who actually were at practice and watched with their own eyes, Eric Rowe like was clamps on Kyle Pitts. Like he didn't really do anything on Thursday's practice at all. And even Wednesday, he didn't really do that much, but he had a little bit better success. On Thursday, it was like he was non-existent. Um, so yeah, I guess defensively, that's what I'm looking forward to see. I think the main thing, again, Main thing would probably be the Kyle Pitts matchup, and then I want to see us apply pressure on the quarterback. I anticipate them trying to throw the football more than they run, uh, and when they do run, can you apply uh, or can you you know stuff it? You're not giving up big gains, getting gashed like you were last year. Then finally, with the offense, and that's really the bigger. I I really didn't think it'd be the bigger point of emphasis for me because. If you go back and listen, I was like, Chicago is where I'm going to focus on our offense against their phenomenal defense. And against Atlanta, I'm going to focus on our defense against their offense that could end up being, you know, a pretty solid offense with Pitts and Ridley. Um, But then when I found out the offensive line was like garbage against their average mediocre defensive line, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to focus more on the offense this game. So for starters, let's start with the offensive line. The first thing I'm going to be looking at has nothing to do with Tua. Like, can the offensive line 
um, like do their job. Uh, I don't know. Like, can, can they stop someone? Uh, can they not make Tua again, keeping that reference have to be Sammy Davis jr. And Gene Kelly, you know, in the pocket dancing around every single play, throwing off his back foot, you know, can they do their job? Can they be competent with it? So that's the first thing I want to see in the run game. Dear God, like, can you, can you open a lane? Can, can you open any type of lane? Because we keep hearing all these plays in practice where it's like Robert Hunt and this guy opened a lane, this guy opened a lane, and then game time comes and Malcolm Brown or Gaskin gets the ball in their hand at first and they're getting stuffed in the backfield, right? So I just want to see a more consistent running game. I would love to see Savan Ahmed get more of a heavy, or a heavier role. Uh, like I would love to see Savan Ahmed go out there with the starters. I would because what I've heard – uh, from camp is that he has been the clear or he has been like, he's been the best running back at least in the last, since joint practices have started since the preseason has started, he's been the clear number one running back o- over miles Gaskin. Not that Gaskin has been bad. He's been better. Um, so again, I would love to see Savan Ahmed. I, I liked what I saw last year from him when he came in against Arizona, what he did against the Patriots He's basically a faster, more athletic version of Miles Gaskin. You know, they have the same type of build, uh, but again, Savan Ahmed's probably more athletic, and he's definitely way faster. So I'd love to see him get some reps, you know, see what he can do against, uh, you know, the, the Atlanta defense. And then as far as wide receivers and tight ends and Tua, you know, it's kind of hard still because Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, um, trying to see who I'm missing. Preston Williams, obviously Albert Wilson. I don't anticipate they're going to play and I really don't even want them to right? like Will Fuller realistically has about three and a half more weeks until he has to play. Right. I think that, that that's the correct because the season starts on September 12th. Um, and that is exactly one, two, three. Okay. So that's three and a half weeks away. The start of the season so that means he's four and a half weeks away. So he's over a month away from starting. Okay, again, today's the 19th, and then the game he can play, he's first eligible, is September 19th. So he's a month away, but that's 30 days. So he has 30 days to get back in to proper health, get into a rhythm with two. I'm not really worried about that. That's a long time. Like a month is a, a really long time. Uh, and then Devontae Parker, like, he's played with Tua. He practiced with him in the offseason. I think their chemistry is there. He, uh, like, from what I was told privately, he just needs to learn the playbook because he was the main guy, you know, his camp saying, like, hey, the playbook's hard to understand because he's not used to complex offenses coming from Louisville. Uh, so as long as he knows the playbook, I don't need to see him in preseason. Like, I know what Devontae Parker is. After a certain amount of years in the league, like, in my opinion, once you hit year five in the league, year four even, I I don't need to see you in preseason. I know what you are. It takes about three to four years to become who you are in the NFL. By year four or five, I don't need to see you in the preseason, right? Like, Devontae Parker is not going to go out there and suddenly I'm like, oh, my God, look how much separation he's creating. Look at 
what he's doing. Like, no, he's going to go out there. He's going to look like Devontae Parker. And so I'm like, as healthy as he can be, let's get the healthiest version of Devontae Parker out there, right? Like, I, that, that that's my opinion, especially against the Patriots, like week one. The last thing I want is for Jalen Waddle to be your main wide receiver, a rookie against a Belichick defense. So, like, yeah, with the wide receivers, you know, it's, I, I don't anticipate any of our starters playing except Jalen Waddle. I would love to see Waddle get more of a role. I would uh, get more touches. But again, this is what I was told privately and also it's just common sense. I figured it anyway. Like, you're not going to see a lot of Jalen Waddle packages. Uh, and a lot of plays designed where where you know the number one read is Jalen Waddle. You're not going to see a lot of those in preseason because you know when you have that dynamic of a player, you're not going to give away all your good plays before the season even starts. Why would you give coaches film on that? Like so, if you see Jalen Waddle, I, I, I what I'm saying is I would like them to just run normal plays. But I would like Tua to target Jalen Waddle more because I went back and when I rewatched the film of the Chicago Bears game, there were many plays where Waddle was open. Um, and Tua, actually, if you go back and look at the interception he threw against the Bears, it was almost like he was trying to throw to Waddle, like he saw Shaheen wide open. And if you look at the play from the uh, from his view, go look at the replay of it. He looks at Shaheen dead on, wide open, and then he looks at Waddle. So, like, I think in real life he would have thrown that to Shaheen. He was just trying to say, hey, maybe Waddle's open. And then he looked at Waddle. He was like, no, he's not open. Let me throw to Shaheen. Oh, I forgot there's a safety there. Maybe I could fit this in. I can't. Um, so I would just like to see them try to target Waddle more. I'm not saying run his plays. You know, run a lot of jet sweeps, motions. But, like, I just want to see, like, you throw to him, right? I just want to see him on offense. Just give him, like, a little slant route. Give him a drag across the field. Let Just let him run across the field, throw it to him, and uh, let me see what he does, right? Because, I mean, I saw what he could do on a punt return, and that's really all I needed to see. But I just, again, he's, he's a sixth pick in the draft. I want to see what he can do on offense, uh, before we get into the season, so that I would hope to see, not again, not P- Jalen Waddle packages, but I would hope that they try to at least target him a little more. Um, and then tight end wise, you know, I, I mean they're probably the most consistent group in the room or consistent um, room of the whole entire offense. Uh, the tight ends, I mean, Hunter Long, could he play? I I don't think so, just because why would you risk it? Unless he's healthy enough, I would love to see Hunter Long play. But I'd much rather him be healthy for, like, the regular season. Uh, But, yeah, that'd be cool if we saw Hunter Long play. The tight ends have been feasting every practice, even in game situations, right? Shaheen was wide open. That was just on Tua for not throwing it to him. So tight ends, I expect them to be involved heavily in the game. And then as far as Tua is concerned, you know, I, I don't really need to see much more from Tua. Uh, I saw what I wanted to see, you know, the concerns I had with Tua and they're not really concerns, but the criticisms I have uh, had of Tua in his rookie season was, you know, too conservative, um, needed to be more confident and aggressive, uh, not, not necessarily making bad decisions, but just being more aggressive, less conservative, 
uh, being more confident with with what he was doing, have more command of the huddle. And I saw all of that. You know, again, I saw, yeah, he he made a bad decision on the interception. It was his fault. Yeah, Shaheen could have come back to the ball more. At best, it's getting knocked away. It's not like a touchdown if he comes back to it. Um, but from game one, I, I saw what I wanted from Tua. I saw, like, you could clearly see. You don't need to look at a stat sheet. If you watch the game, you're like, oh, this isn't Tua from 2020. Not at all. Like, what you saw from Tua was what you wanted, I guess, what people expected to see from him in his rookie season. Confident, in command, and ready to kick some ass, right? That's that's what you saw from Tua against the Bears. Uh, so, again, I, I anticipate seeing that against the Falcons. Uh, I anticipate him going out there, continuing to have a command of the offense, a command of the team, uh, a presence about him. Uh, I anticipate seeing him, you know, not to not a pun, but I anticipate anticipation, accuracy, touch. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's really it. And a big thing I didn't even mention is I want to see red zone efficiency. Right to me, like that's the most important thing. I could care less how many yards Tua throws. If when they get in the red zone, they can actually like run the football and they can pass it once in a while and they are converting in the red zone, I care way more about that than like what happens, you know, for the first half of the drive. Like I want to see them get into the red zone and convert some touchdowns or, you know, well, that's it. Touchdowns. I mean, I don't want to see field goals, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to see them consistently like have efficiency when it matters. So yeah, but, but that's really it guys. Again, it's preseason. Um, you know, most of what I look for in preseason is, you know, like improvement, which is what it's prime, like coach talk, you know, you want to see improvement, but seriously, like I just want to see improvement from what I saw against the Bears. Offensive line-wise, running game, uh, you know, passing game. Defensively and special teams, there's nothing to improve on. Like, the only way they can improve upon it is not allowing a first down the whole half or any points the whole half. Uh, but that's, that's a lot to ask. Um, it would be great, but again, like, they, they don't need to do that for me to be impressed. Uh, but yeah, like I just want to see improvement again. I want to see consistency. I want to see guys developing. I want to see guys uh, learning from their mistakes they made last game, to it included, obviously. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be the first game at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, even though it's a preseason game, it's going to be the first game back uh, with COVID and everything. Last year, they were only at about thirteen thousand capacity. Not sure how many will go to a preseason game, but definitely will be cool to see the Dolphins in their home stadium uh, for the first time this year. You know, so very excited about that for sure. Uh, let me know what your guys' thoughts are. You know, uh, you can comment on the post if you're on Twitter. Definitely be sure to like uh, and follow the podcast, no matter what podcast uh, streaming service you listen on. Uh, and and you know, be sure to give a review. Obviously, it helps the channel grow. And that's the goal here is to grow, get more people listening. Uh, let this be a, an open conversation. And that's it for you guys. So hope you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you on Monday on the other side to talk about what I saw, what we all saw against the Falcons preseason game two. Stay safe. Fins up.
Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.